Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. A very good day to you, wherever you're listening. Here we go with podcast number 108. And I really should start by referring to the expected major solar storm that was being heavily warned about as I wrote the previous podcast. Well, it didn't really arrive. There were a few brief blips in the propagation conditions, but frankly, almost no noticeable effect, with spaceweather.com eventually saying that it looked like the expected coronal mass ejection may have substantially missed the Earth after all. In fact, in the past few days, if anything, the progress of Solar Cycle 25 has become more apparent, with the F2 layer critical frequency reaching as high as 9 MHz on several days. The F2 layer is where a lot of reflection of radio waves occurs. It's the way that signals refract back down to Earth and allow propagation beyond the horizon, and indeed with multiple hops around the entire globe. The critical frequency is the highest frequency that will reflect from the F layer if the signal path is exactly vertical up and down from the Earth's surface. But in real terms, signals are more likely to glance off the F layer at an angle which raises the highest frequency that is actually viable. So, for example, when the critical frequency reaches 7 MHz, I can talk to stations that are quite close to me, but I can use a much higher frequency if I want to talk to stations who are several hundred kilometres away. Information about the F2 layer critical frequency is provided in near real time by two publicly facing ionosons at RAF Fairford in Gloucestershire and at the Rutherford Appleton Laboratory in Chilton, Oxfordshire. A useful website to keep an eye on the latest F-layer performance is propquest.co.uk, where it's also possible to compare current figures to those of the previous day or much further back in the past. Doing such archive comparisons can clearly demonstrate in graphical presentation the performance of the ionosphere at different times of the sunspot cycle. OK, well let's proceed to today's interesting radio-related items. We've reported in the past on the planning and preparation that's currently going into the proposed activation of a very rare location, Bouvet Island in the South Atlantic, not too far from Antarctica. Recently, the team reached a milestone, and it looks as though it's all systems go. As we've noted before, it is revealing to what massive extents it's necessary to go to in order to reach the island and operate from such an inhospitable place within a good margin of safety. 
The three Yankee Zero Juliet team report that they've reached their first payment milestone for the Marimar vessel contract, which will transport them to the very rare Bouvet Island. They recently paid the first deposit, and with this payment, they confirm their plan to activate the number two most wanted entity on the planet. They would like to thank each individual and club who have contributed to this payment with their upfront support, especially thanks to their lead sponsor, the Northern Californian DX Foundation. It is a huge task and undertaking to go to Bouvet, and they still critically need additional advanced financial support to close the budget. The team are happy to announce that two operators have been added to the team to make it complete with 13 operators. Dave, Whiskey Delta 5 Charlie Oscar Victor, will rejoin the team for this adventure to Bouvet. Dave is a well-known and recognised DXer and de-expeditioner who has embarked on over 10 major de-expeditions, including three in the top 10 most wanted category. In addition, they've included Captain Peter in the team as a combined crew and dedicated FT4 and FT8 operator. Peter is an experienced captain and expedition leader with huge experience of offshore sailing, sailing in remote uncharted polar areas, and he specialises in supporting some of the most complex expeditions in the Arctic and Antarctica. He is experienced in safety evacuation procedures, man-overboard manoeuvres in cold water, beach landings in difficult locations, and he's an experienced Zodiac inflatable landing craft operator. He will be heading up the Zodiac landing on Bouvet. The team's preparation for Bouvet includes planning, constructing and testing a system for landing Zodiacs safely. This will be tested in rough sea in Norway before and after Christmas. They plan for several systems and techniques to adapt to the on-site conditions. They are working on how best to safely land the Zodiacs in different manners, also with some swell, unmanned and with less risk for operators. They are also preparing for the unfortunate event that a Zodiac capsizes, but still being able to retrieve the equipment. The team has done the first preliminary sea trials of the Zodiac equipment in Norway and will continue sea trials to further refine the concept. The plan is for a gasoline-powered winch system to lift equipment up the cliff, and this will be tested in Norway after Christmas. The intention is to access the 25-foot cliff with professional assistance and, if needed, prepare for climbing and bolting a short route to gain access. The team have been refreshing their climbing skills. Indeed, some team members will be certified climbers. In 2022, with instructors, they will practice safe rope access training and evacuation down the cliff, which will also include emergency evacuation procedures with an injured operator. The instructors have been trained at IRATA, the International Industrial Rope Access Trade Association. IRATA specialises in rope access techniques for much of the work in the offshore oil and gas industry, as well as a range of projects in construction, civil engineering and the built and natural environment. The de-expedition team will also have an extended off-island team of five Norwegian professionals and experts from the maritime industry to assist. These are former captains and chief engineers with huge experience with rigid inflatable boats and search and rescue vehicles and skills in maritime risk assessment and safety training. Some of these individuals have previously stayed for several seasons at Bouvet, anchored at Cape Fye or have passed Bouvet more than 60 times and even done Zodiac boat landing at the same spot planned. With all these activities and the knowledge in the extended team, this will be a well-planned and executed project.
You can follow the team's plans on the www.3yankee0juliet website and the 3y0j Facebook page. The three co-leaders are Ken, Lima Alpha 7 Golf India Alpha, Runa, Lima Alpha 7 Tango Hotel Alpha, and Irvan, Lima Bravo 1 Quebec India. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. If you've listened to my podcast before, you will know that I like to draw attention to the shocking pollution of the radio spectrum by a combination of substandard electrical devices and equipment that illegally radiates massive amounts of radio frequency energy. I make no apology for drawing attention to this, and also to the apparent lack of will or muscle in regulators who seem to pander to the mob rule, the public desire for fast internet and cheap devices. So it's nothing short of heartwarming to see that the International Amateur Radio Union is taking a lot of interest in a European Commission initiative to explore the environmental impact of the use of solar panels, particularly, of course, where many of these devices are seriously but totally unnecessarily causing major interference to the radio frequency spectrum. One step at a time. IARU Region 1 reports that the European Commission is to examine whether there's a need for new rules on the environmental impact of photovoltaic cells, that's primarily solar panels to you and me. The IARU Region 1 Political Relations Committee responded recently to a European Commission roadmap on the environmental impact of photovoltaics. The radio spectrum is an important finite natural resource which must be protected. While photovoltaic technology of itself is to be welcomed, the IARU submission pointed out the inherent problems of non-compliant installations, particularly the installation or retrofitting of optimizers, which can produce significant spectrum pollution for very limited efficiency increases. The roadmap and responses may be viewed on the Commission website at ec.europa.eu. The IARU Political Relations Committee work, and in particular their responses to public and other consultations, can be found at www.iaru-r1.org forward slash about hyphen us, and then search for the PRC section. You're listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, pop us over an email. Our address is vibes at southgatearc.org. That's vibes at southgatearc.org. You never know, we might feature your message in a future edition. You'll start to notice quite a few commemorations and celebrations in the next year, which reflect on the fact that the use of electromagnetic waves and the birth of radio communication to span the globe is coming up to its 100th birthday. Special celebrations will be taking place on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, where the first long-distance signals were successfully transmitted, and all UK radio amateurs will have the option to mark the occasion with a special adjustment to their usual on-air call signs in the lead-up to Christmas this year.
Bob Alexander, Golf Mike Zero Delta Echo Quebec, reports that the Crocodile Rock Amateur Radio Group, based in Scotland, will be operating two commemorative stations to celebrate the centenary of Paul Godley's successful transatlantic test, conducted in December 1921. Both the special and the rarer special special event stations will be operating between the 1st and the 26th of December 2021. The call signs used for the centenary will be Golf Bravo 2 Zulu Echo and Golf Bravo 1002 Zulu Echo, respectively. Back in 1921, American Paul Godley, call sign 2 Zulu Echo, embarked on a de-expedition, ultimately to Ardrossan, Scotland, in order to receive the first transatlantic shortwave amateur radio message from the amateur station 1 Bravo Charlie Golf, located in Greenwich, Connecticut, in the United States. In fitting tribute to Paul Godley, negotiations between Ofcom and the Crocodile Rock Amateur Radio Group has resulted in Ofcom offering all UK and Crown Dependency licensed radio amateurs the ability to use the suffix Stroke 2 Zulu Echo with their own call signs from the 1st to the 26th of December 2021. Crocodile Rock say please join the celebrations and embrace the rare opportunity to use the Stroke 2ZE allocation. In addition to the radio celebrations, North Ayrshire Council, in collaboration with the Crocodile Rock Club, have jointly created an exhibition surrounding the centenary, which will be hosted in the North Ayrshire Heritage Centre Saltcoats on the west coast of Scotland near Glasgow. This exhibition opened on the 1st of November and will be open through to mid-December 2021. Further details surrounding the centenary can be found at www.transatlantic.org.uk. The RSGB has additional historical information which can be found on the RSGB website, rsgb.org, just navigate to Transatlantic Tests. And also, the USA National Society, the ARRL website, has information at www.arrl.org forward slash transatlantic. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.